Well, there's a uh, few things to watch in these days. Um, actually kind of half thinking about doing a periodic every couple of weeks, things to watch with that date on it. Um, you know, see how right or wrong uh, we are as we begin to you know piece things together in terms of the unfolding picture of the last days. And so these are events uh, that are happening as of uh, right now on uh, August 11th, 2022. Uh, I may post this the next morning or something, but, but as of this uh, recording, this is a couple of things that I thought would be worthwhile to watch and pay attention to. Um, one of uh, the uh, one significant event that's happened is that uh, within the last two days, I think it was actually two days ago, uh, Russia helped to launch an Iranian satellite into space. Now, of course, there's a few reasons why that is significant. Uh, one, of course, is just the simple fact that Iran has a satellite in space now. And so as far as the level of sophistication, it's, it's hard to tell from the media exactly uh, what that is. You know, I'm not sure if anyone has... Uh, you know, out there has particular technical information as far as the, you know, the resolution of the cameras and what it's up there for, what it's purportedly up there for, what it's actually up there for, those kinds of things. I know obviously this is something that Israel will be watching with, uh, you know, a careful eye. Uh, it probably has, of course, all kinds of detailed information on it. But, uh, but that's a significant thing. Of course, it gives Iran, uh, uh, you know, uh, further capabilities. You know, having eyes in space and that kind of thing. But. Another very significant thing about this is that Russia and Iran work together to do this. Um, so, you know, of course, when we look at Ezekiel 38, uh, it's no surprise if you're familiar with the passage that Russia leads a, a band of nations against Israel in that scenario. And Iran, of course, figures prominently in that. Um, there are a lot of reasons why Iran is connected with uh, Russia in terms, uh, you know, of equipment that Iran has purchased, you know, missile systems and such. There's also Russian personnel that have trained them and this kind of thing. Iran, of course, is very significant in this, uh, in, in our modern day, uh, both directly with uh, her own, uh, you know, Iranian, uh, you know, Republican Guard in that, but also think of Hamas and Hezbollah and these other proxy organizations that are essentially arms of Iran in her uh, desire to expunge Israel from the face of the earth. And so this is significant, a uh, significant development uh, in our day. So that's something to keep an eye on and to read up on in the days ahead. Um, not just the fact that there's a satellite, but again, the growing cooperation between Russia and Iran. Of course, that's exacerbated on a couple of fronts uh, from our perspective or from, you know, in terms of our dealings. Um, you know, we, of course, have uh, emboldened China greatly uh, and have frankly kind of ticked off China a little bit with the recent uh, Pelosi shenanigans going to Taiwan and this kind of thing. Um, China, who is always looking for an opportunity to demonstrate its superiority, is finding in America a very weak administration right now. Uh, so there, there, there's things like this that, again, is, as we often refer to it, it's kind of like pieces on the chessboard being moved around. And so this is, uh, these are significant things to consider. Um, another uh, very recent development in the last couple of days as well, uh, it's hard to say in other news because this is every bit as significant a story, uh, and, and even more so in the immediate sense of being in the United States. And we talked about this uh, last uh, within the last couple episodes too, this raid on uh, Donald Trump's place in Mar-a-Lago. Uh, this, this is significant regardless of what you feel about Trump. Uh, this is significant in terms of an undermining uh, of executive branch power, uh, 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 using executive branch power in ways that undermine really the constitutional basis of our uh, of our way of doing life here. 
it is, uh, you know, unless something really shocking comes out that somehow justifies this raid on on, uh, on Trump's place, um, this is something that is, uh, and this is going to sound really dramatic, and I don't mean it to, but this is kind of like a major undermining of the republic, you know. Uh, the Constitution of the United States has demonstrated itself, and of course the, the Declaration of Independence as its underpinnings principally, um, in terms of philosophy and, 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 uh, uh, and, and some of the basic foundational views of why we think the way we do here in the United States and growing, uh, in growing capacity in the West in general. Um, the Constitution has stood as a, uh, as a unique uh, system of government expressed uh, again by a government by the people for the people of the people um, but it is growing uh, it is continually being chipped away at and now it's not in subtle ways it used to be through executive orders or you know various other legislations and maybe treaties with other countries and those kinds of things that maybe chipped away at certain elements of uh, of the uh, solidity of our constitution but in in this particular act, uh, this is a quantum leap forward. I shouldn't even say forward, a quantum leap backward, uh, moving us away from uh, the extraordinary uh, form of government that was constructed by our founding fathers. And if if this sort of if this event takes has taken place and nothing really comes of it it becomes sort of a way of numbing people to the magnitude of the damage that can be done by changing the thinking as, as far as what political powers are capable of and, and, and are, are given uh, apparently carte blanche to do. Uh, so this is significant, uh, I think at least in part because of its uh, it's weakening of the United States, and we always wonder, um, you know, how it is that the United States becomes sort of marginalized and, and all of this in the days uh, leading up to Ezekiel 38 and 39. This is one of those things that will likely play a major part in uh, undermining our republic. Um, we were just talking about this yesterday, and uh, I spoke about this as being sort of at the level of an end of the republic kind of a kind of a an episode, and a friend at church had mentioned that they had. Uh, read an article that was titled that very thing. So I know that's not unique thinking on my part. Uh, it is something that we want to uh, be mindful of um, in terms of our form of government. Now, this is something to watch. Uh, remember, we're watching not just a move toward Ezekiel 38 and not just a move toward Daniel's 70th week, but really a move toward both. Uh, I've mentioned in the past that I do believe that the events of Ezekiel 38 and 39, when they unfold, will pave the way for Daniel's 70th week in terms of the world becoming much more um, susceptible and ready to receive Antichrist when he comes. Uh, I think that the involvement of God in that uh, scenario is one that will prod people uh, to clearly pick sides. You're either with the Lord or you're against him. Uh, and his activity in Ezekiel 38 and 39, I think, will trigger that very divisive uh, forcing into taking a stand on one side or the other. And that being said, when the Antichrist rises, he, of course, is supernatural. He's not a, he's not a purely secular leader. He and the false prophet uh, drive a, a global religious movement uh, resulting in the worship of Antichrist, the creation of an image in his honor, uh, the taking of a mark of the beast without which you can't buy or sell, and is also connected with the worship of the beast. Um, 
that you know that the, the whole sentiment of the world standing behind the beast who rises from the dead purportedly or seemingly uh, and people worshiping and saying who is like the beast who can make war with him well I think that's a very very specific statement that I think has to do with the response to uh, to the bravado the growing bravado of the world to try and stand against Christ when he does return of course we see that happen in Revelation 19 uh, so this this is these are scenarios that are on the horizon and I think Ezekiel 38 and 39 will take place. That will lead to Daniel's 70th week. Um, uh, of course, the, uh, in my view, the, imminent, uh, the imminence of the rapture, the Jesus coming to snatch his bride away, uh, much in line with the model of a Jewish wedding, the idea of the uh, bridegroom going to prepare a place. And once the father says it's ready, he sends his son to go get the bride. And I think that uh, as Jesus continues to prepare a place for us, at one point, the father will say it's ready go and get your bride son and uh and uh, the bridegroom will come and snatch us away and i think that could happen at any time in the same way that a jewish bride would be waiting just in anticipation daily to see her bridegroom come for her i think that event when it takes place will have uh, uh some significant impact um you know and and it used to be that that you know I, I would subscribe and i think it's still possible but i used to subscribe pretty strongly to uh the world's probable explanation of the rapture uh, having to do with alien abduction and the idea of the aliens who you know seeded this planet are coming back now to remove the troublemakers so they can bring us to the next quantum leap forward as a as a species and all this kind of thing that was a, a popular and remains a very popular view of explan of an explanation for the rapture however i think we've gotten to the point now where the rapture itself can just be the explanation for the rapture i think that uh it's entirely possible that um, because God is so acting supernaturally during that time, as we see in Ezekiel 38 and 39, uh, it may very well be that his snatching away, the Lord's snatching away of a particular people will be enough for uh, of a, enough of an explanation to rally the world together to try and stop Jesus from coming and taking this world over as he's going to and he establishes his kingdom. So anyway, these are things to be paying attention to, studying your Bibles about, watching um, again, there are lots of other significant uh, events going on in the world, but I just want to pick a few here and there and just say watch. Um, one last thing I'll, I'll point out here too, in regard to, uh, we talked about Ezekiel 38 and 39 a little bit in terms of the Iranian satellite and Russia and that whole scenario. Um, one uh, other thing I'll point out here in regard to um, the uh, globalized government that is coming, and it is coming. Um, I posted a couple things uh, on my Telegram uh, feed, uh, the Parsons Pad Telegram feed, and also in the community section on our YouTube channel, uh, that uh, there are stories having to do with um, uh, the um, putting forth of credit cards that are and, and, and banks that exist specifically to move us toward the idea of a environmentally conscious credit system, uh, ESG, as it's, uh, if you're familiar with this terminology, environment, social, and governance uh, is what those uh, letters stand for. But they speak of a, uh, a system of credit and, uh, and uh, financial interoperability that has to do with the idea of people uh, being uh, spending and making uh, financial choices based on the environment and what's good for the environment and that kind of thing. Of course, this is all 
under the uh, sort of umbrella of the United Nations global sustainability move toward uh, 2030, um, uh, which is part of the larger picture of bringing the world under uh, a centralized form of government, uh, environment's going to play a huge part in the uh, in the foundations of that, uh, and it's well underway to doing that right now. Well, there there are uh, uh, you'll see that again in these feeds, and I'll I'll try and put the links. Uh, remember to put the links here in the YouTube uh, post as well. Uh, and the audio post as well, but these are, uh, there's a, at least one, there's probably a number of them, but there's at least one that I'll, I'll post about it, uh, credit card that is uh, connected with a bank that literally will uh, put sort of credit limits on that card based on your spending habits as they relate to uh, the, uh, the environment and that. Uh, now, of course, this is not widespread in use widespread, but the fact that it is now a real thing should be something for us to examine and take pause and consider, uh, because that means there is currently, and some people are are utilizing this as an, at least on a beta level, test level, um, testing this out. Uh, you know, what kind of car are you driving? What is the emissions release? What kinds of products are you buying? And what, what effect do the products themselves and the companies who produce them have to do uh, with the environment and how do they affect it? And the, the bank or the supporter of the credit card uh, will sort of put together your score. And if at a certain point you cross a certain threshold where your spending is uh, past a certain point in terms of its, uh, in terms of the uh, uh, some effect on the environment, then that credit ceases for the month. In other words, you've run out, and it's based on how well you're playing ball in regard to the environmental move. Uh, you know, this again. You know, when we talk about these things that happened for the last few years, you know, these things sound, uh, you know crazy. They sound dystopian. They sound 1984. They sound uh, Brave New World, uh, this kind of thing. But it's it's actually happening, you know. And again, I'll, I'll post links so you can read up on this stuff yourself. Uh, and it's happening out in the open. This, again, is another thing to watch. This isn't just happening in back rooms. This isn't just taking place uh, with some people in a secret society or something. This is something that is being reported and spoken of openly, matter-of-factly. This isn't like, hey, I hope we're go this way, these people are thinking. No, we are going this way. As a matter of fact, uh, it shouldn't be a surprise that uh, one of these, uh, uh, the concept for this credit card is something that is, uh, uh, that is very specifically supported by the World Economic Forum, uh, which, of course, is pushing for the Great Reset that we're seeing, uh, uh, an agenda that we see are seeing furthered all the time. So... Uh, I will, again, make it a point to put some links here that will give you the ability to, to kind of chase some of these things down yourself. Um, by the way, it's, it doesn't require me putting those links. You can search on any search engine. I, I use StartPage, which is a, uh, uh, a, um, uh, a privacy-based um, uh, search engine, StartPage. And you can just search on it. But if you use Google or you use whatever you use, um, you can use any search engine to find this stuff. And, uh, and just search out uh, ESG credit card or uh, you know environmentally conscious credit card or something like that. And just you'll start to find these stories. Uh, search out, Russia helps Iran launch satellite. You'll of course have all the list of headlines from the various news agencies that are pointing this stuff out. 
Uh, I would also suggest that you uh, that you read uh, stories from the horse's mouth. That you, when it comes to the story about the satellite, get on Al Jazeera and uh, read the English version where they talk about it, or hop on uh, TASS news service or uh, something like that when we're in the English version of the Russian news source, and and read what they're saying about these things as they do it. It's not, you know, they're 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 reporting on it, so at least just be comfortable with these alternative sources that are that are sources that are legitimately uh, are legitimate news sources um, but there may be outside the frame of what you're generally used to utilizing and so um, but but do do research on this stuff yourself too it's it's uh, of course I want to be helpful in uh, in sort of pointing these things out but I want to also make sure that uh, that that uh, we not just give a man a fish but that we teach a man a fish so that he might eat for a lifetime so that being said uh, thanks for watching and listening. If you have any questions or comments, you can leave them on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also, if you want, uh, you can subscribe to the audio version of this podcast as well. Uh, if you go to my website at parsonspad.com, you can subscribe to the audio version. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to uh, any of the number of outlets that we post these things on. Again, I mentioned Telegram earlier. That's one place you can uh, watch these videos and listen and stuff as well. Um, of course, you can also email me at info at calvarychapelfranklin.com, and uh, we respond to those emails as well. As I like to point out, when people ask uh, questions or make comments, sometimes uh, they, uh, they strike me as being something worth maybe posting on and responding to. Uh, our post just yesterday was in response to a question from Julie Large, who asked about um, the uh, question of uh, church discipline in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. So we, uh, you know, we address things that come up because I feel like they're important things. If they're on your mind, they're probably on the minds of others. And so we like to go ahead and address those. But in any case, I really appreciate uh, y'all listening. I know a number of you support uh, the church financially too, just in, in some of the giving. I can't thank you enough for that. That just is uh, very, it's, it's something you don't have to do. And, and we thank you for that. It's very kind of you uh, to think of us that way and to, to support the work. So praise the Lord for that. And Father, we do thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, not only in our lives here and in, in, in terms of our fellowship here in Franklin, but also in the lives of, of your children around the world. Father, especially uh, I'm thankful for those who are watching what's going on in the world around us, paying attention to events as they unfold and, un and seeking to understand them in light of, uh, of biblical prophecy, what you've said about the last days. And so help us to be mindful, to be paying attention, and to keep our eyes looking up for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is our living hope. And so we thank you, Father, and praise you and bless you for all of your goodness toward us, both now and in the days to come. Uh, provide for us, watch out for us, give us wisdom, courage in these last days. Help us to be about uh, your business in these days. Help us not to be um, uh, asleep at the wheel, but rather to be paying attention with eyes wide open and, and your scriptures wide open as we consider what's going on around us through the lens of your eternal revelation, your truth. And so we uh, thank you again for who you are, what you have done, what you are doing, and ultimately what you will bring about in the days to come. So, Lord, we love you and thank you and praise you. And again, anoint us for the work that you called us to in our sphere of influence, that we might shine like a light brightly so that people might see the good works that we do and, frankly, hear the words that we have to say in regard to the gospel and, and making you known, and they would glorify you in heaven. So, Father, we thank you and bless you for this and the opportunities you give us. We praise you in Jesus' name.